Engaging Leader, Episode 118, Engaging Employees in the Mobile Moment, featuring Joe Loya. Hi, Engagers. As you listen to today's show, you may find it helpful to see an example of what Joe and I are talking about. To do that, simply use your smartphone to text the keyword ENGAGE to 31996. You'll receive an automated text message within a minute or two, plus occasional updates, but we promise we won't spam you. Message and data rates may apply, of course, and you can text STOP anytime to opt out. Again, use your smartphone to text the word ENGAGE to 31996. your leadership inspire trust, passion, and action? Welcome to the Engaging Leader Podcast with Jesse Leahy, consultant, writer, and speaker. Jesse has helped executives engage hundreds of thousands of people. Join us now for principles to communicate, engage, and lead with greater impact. Welcome to the show, Engagers. Most people today constantly reach for their smartphones for instant answers and services. What's the weather out there? Will Monique be joining us tomorrow? What's the name of that song? And even for people who don't know how to use most smartphone features, you know what? They know how to send and receive texts. For many people, it's their preferred method for timely communication and information in what has been called the mobile moment, the instant they want to know or to take action. So, if that's the reality with people on your team, should you add mobile to your toolkit for workforce communications? The annual Global Mobile Report was recently released by Comscore, and in today's show, we'll discuss the highlights and what it means for leaders. Joining me today is Joe Loya. Joe is a colleague with Aspendale and is also principal of Payne Road LLC. Joe's areas of expertise include HR and workforce communication strategy, as well as technology and digital media. Joe, welcome to Engaging Leader. Thank you, Jesse. Great to be here. Joe, why has mobile engagement now become a key strategy in workforce communications? Great question, Jesse. Uh, it's interesting to see that uh, as of today, you know, approximately two-thirds of adult Americans have smartphones. And not only that, but the fastest growing segment uh, is uh, uh, employees or workers or people uh, over age 55. There's lots of uh, market and social research data available today. You know, Pew Research Center is certainly one of the great sources uh, and very reliable sources that tracks technology and internet and mobile utilization. But it's really uh, interesting to see the extent to which mobile technology and smartphones in particular have really changed the way we communicate. So we're up to the point where at least 75% of Americans are now sending and receiving text messages, including a lot of people who they don't know how to work anything else on their smartphone, but they know how to send and receive text messages. Yeah, yeah the, the fact that uh, phones in general are used for other things <laughs> than conversations uh, is, is quite a, a trend. Uh, we, we tend to use the phone for, for other purposes beyond just uh, talking to, to a greater extent. Uh, you know, mobile as a communication channel is really uh, no longer uh, an emerging media. You know, it's pervasive. It's it's everywhere. So I think there are lots of opportunities for employers and organizations to use it, just as uh, marketers uh, are using it in the in the marketplace. Uh, you know, I'll give you one brief example. You know, I'm, I've worked with a a, a large uh, hotel chain 
recently. And, you know, as you can imagine, uh, they've got employees all over the globe as well as all over the United States. And many of them are, uh, are not sitting at a desktop uh, or at a desk. Many of those employees are on their feet. They're, uh, they're in the hospitality business. So the challenge that they faced was how do we reach those people? And they, up to this point, have been using pretty traditional means of uh, mailing print materials and uh, newsletters and that sort of thing to employees' homes. Um, one of the uh, opportunities we saw was that they could actually begin to use mobile because all of those employees have cell phones uh, to use that as a way to um, uh, send text notifications to those employees and also connect employees to other messages or media um, without necessarily having to uh, print and mail um, you know, a, a, a newsletter, for example. In fact, the latest research shows that 97% of smartphone owners use text messaging, which is even more than they use voice calls. So they're using text messaging, they're using apps to look up information, uh, actually more than they use it for traditional phone calls. Why is all this shift important, Joe? Well, you know, since organizations began using web-based communications, uh, you know, that's about 25 years ago. It's about the same age as the internet today. Uh, you know, there's always been a sizable population that wasn't connected or didn't have regular access to a computer or didn't use it in their work, in their normal work, or couldn't afford to buy that kind of, uh, you know, device. Um, you know, in many ways, the cell phones and, again, mobile technology today have really bridged and what we used to call the digital divide. Mm -hmm. you know, there used to be this gap between how to reach people. Um, you know, and organizations struggle with how to reach, reach their workforce and connect with them. Well, today, uh, almost every employee has uh, that channel in their hand. Uh, and it just means that there are so many more opportunities to use that uh, to connect to a, a workforce that uh, you know, previously we thought of as uh, harder to reach or harder to engage with. It's easy to think of a lot of organizations that have a rather sizable chunk of their population that is not so easily reached through traditional communications, whether that's paper or even electronic communications like electronics. So you have your workers on a factory floor, for example, or your geographically distributed employees. They may have access to email, like, a, like a, let's say you're a sales manager, they may have that kind of access, but it's just not very convenient, and so they actually don't stay up on it. But in today's world, uh, almost everybody does have a phone. I was just thinking of uh, one of the uh, a rather well-known example of mobile engagement has been Molson Brewing Company in Canada. When they wanted to mobilize their employees as brand ambassadors across the country, most of those employees were what you would think of as a factory worker uh, on the floor of a, of a plant and people not sitting behind a desk. And so when they wanted to engage those employees in local events, whether a, a big event at a sports arena, for example, or a micro event just at a neighborhood pub, they found it very helpful to use Mo to, to assume that most of their employees had mobile devices and uh, engage those local people with text messaging. So they had a, a campaign that um, encouraged people to opt in and provide their zip code. And then when there was a, an appropriate an event for employees in that zip code, they let people know through text messaging to the cell phones. Very effective. And Molson went on to use that for other purposes as well. Molson Coors is reaching out to... Um 
perhaps employees who didn't have access, like I said earlier. But you know, the beauty of of mobile engagement um, is that it's not just an opportunity to reach people who don't have a desktop computer. Uh, it's really the way people prefer today. Uh, whether you're sitting in front of a desktop and you're sitting in an office, or you're working on some kind of uh, uh, you know a, a manufacturing uh, piece of equipment, and you're on your feet all day, uh, or whether you're uh, in healthcare and you're or in hospitality or whatever that is, uh, the the data shows that people are preferring to connect and engage using their mobile device. Now it is important to have an actual communication plan or campaign so that you're not just spamming people or randomly sending messages, that will tend to annoy people and they will opt out. They'll unsubscribe from your ability to send them messages. So, Joe, give us an example of how a mobile engagement campaign might work. Sure. Uh, First of all, text messaging and text notifications um, are, are key to really using mobile as a as an engagement channel, uh, you know, generally, you know, we don't want to receive lots of annoying texts or spam texts, but we do like getting important, useful information, um, you know, when we need it. Uh, and and to that point, I'm reading an interesting uh, book that's uh, recently out called "The Mobile Mind Shift," uh, and this is written by uh, several folks who are with Forrester Research, uh, and they talk about mobile moments and the the mobile mind shift essentially being we've reached a point where we expect to be able to uh, get whatever information we need um, to access content uh, or get useful information and act on it at any point in time uh, with our phones today. And that's really something that is completely different than what might have existed uh, even five years ago, let alone uh, you know uh, earlier than that. So that idea of that mobile moment, we really are all trained to get instant access to information or a service on our phone. I mean, I just had an example just this past weekend. I was in a little pub with my dad and we were enjoying a, a, a beer and we talked about maybe having another. And I thought, yeah, we probably better have a plan to get home safely if we do. So I pulled out my phone and opened up Uber and something due to the building's infrastructure prevented me from getting a decent connection to Uber to get a ride home. So we made the decision there. Now let's let's move on. Uh, go do something else. We're not going to have another drink here because don't don't know if we can actually get a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, and it's funny you mentioned Uber because that's one of the examples uh, that uh, they mentioned in this book uh, as a as an as a an example of how it's a mobile moment uh, using Uber and the fact that Uber sort of has really kind of uh, uh, changed that whole sort of transportation mode. Uh, of being able to get a ride when you want it, where you are. Um, so it's a, it's, it's a whole different model that has uh, changed the industry in many ways. And that preference for mobile in both getting access to services as well as communication, we've now gotten to the point where since it's no longer an emerging trend, it's really here, employers shouldn't ignore it with their workforce communications. Yeah, that's right. And I, uh, you know, I've been uh, speaking with a number of um, uh, organizations, and, and many of them large organizations. And I'm frankly a bit surprised uh, that they haven't taken more advantage of um, of mobile technology. I, you know, every organization is using it in some way, but as a basic 
communication component to to reach uh, and engage with their their workforce. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of opportunities, and as I raise them in conversations with clients or prospects, uh, I'm seeing a lot of excitement and a lot of interest in in actually doing that because of the immediacy and the engagement value. Uh, because again, people are intrigued with the, being able to interact with the the the, the content on their phone. I, I, I will say uh, that as we talk about using using mobile and s- smartphone technology in particular. Um, it's um, it, there's a temptation to obviously just link to anything to you know just throw up a PDF or link to some sort of traditional website, uh, and if you've ever been on uh, your <laughs> phone and tried to access a website and then found that it was just something that really needed to be on a very large desktop and you can't read it, you have you see that frustration. So I think part of the challenge as communicator is to really not only just look at the medium of the phone, but make sure that the, the, uh, the media itself is really um, uh, conducive and fits in within that, that, uh, that, that structure. So, you know, highly visual, high impact, less words, all of those kinds of, um, uh, and, and the immediacy, those are important components of how you use, uh, you know, a, a mobile device. So phone-friendly media might be, uh, you, you send out a text and have a link to, for example, uh, a short video, 30-second video, or a very brief article, um, or an interactive guide, something that is short, easily click on, and uh, thumb-friendly. You know, my, my fat thumbs can, can easily click uh, and, and get what I'm after. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, I, and maybe it's uh, worth mentioning at this point, Jesse, that uh, the... the Text messaging or the notifications that we use to connect people to that kind of media um, is um, uh, uh, based on uh, people opting in. It's governed by uh, you know telecommunication regulations. So you can't simply send mass messages to a large audience um, without that audience first having said yes, I want to receive information from you. Now that makes a lot of sense when you look at uh, uh, you know folks who are involved in uh, selling a product or a service. Um, but it also applies to uh, workforce communication. And if we think about the challenges of, you know, how do I get people's attention? How do I, how do I engage them? How do I get them information that they want to receive? Uh, if you, in fact, can build an audience through an opt-in campaign, uh, you're going to get an audience that, that is saying to you, I want to receive information from you. And I'm seeing, based on the, some of the research we've been doing with focus groups and speaking with uh, uh, organizations, that, that employees are asking to receive information uh, on their phone. Um, it, they're, they're, they're expecting it. So I think there's lots of opportunities there. Well, let's talk a little bit later about how we might go about getting employees to opt in when they once they do opt in, uh, what is what are what's a, a, a simple way to start in terms of giving them some value right off the front? Why would they want to opt in? Well, you know, texting is immediate, uh, so you know, and that's why people like it. So um, you know, and and once a person opts opts in, they will expect an immediate response. Um, you know, there are certain requirements, uh, first of all, uh, that, you know, again, based on telecommunications compliance, but, you know, the basics, like you need to let someone know what kind of information they're going to receive, let them know how often they'll receive it, and, of course, give them uh, a way to opt out. It's very easy, you know, 
click stop to re to no longer receive messages. You'll see that on any kind of um, text marketing effort. So I think those are some of the the sort of the, the basics. But uh, I think finding opportunities to deliver information that's not only highly useful but also delivered in a usable way is, uh, I think, something that's uh, pretty important. Now, some of the types of content that you might want to link to is are things that employees might want to refer to later. And I think we've all had the frustration of trying to wade back through our text messages to find uh, a bit of content. And so some of the things, uh, for example, a digital wallet card would be something you might link to and let employees download that to their, uh, their phone's main menu. Can you explain that concept for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, first of all, there are uh, we're all familiar with apps, and uh, we can, um, you know, we're, we any of us have uh, men, uh, any number of apps on our iPhone or our Android device, whatever our, our preference is, and those are typically downloaded from the iTunes Store, as an example, Google Play. Um, but creating a very phone-friendly uh, web experience, you know, using what is called responsive design, is certainly another way to create what I would call an app-like experience. It's not actually an app and that you're not downloading anything onto your phone, but any uh, website that you uh, link to, you can essentially copy a shortcut uh, uh, and a link onto one of your home screens. And uh, it's quite easy these days to be able to, to configure that so that when I do that, I'm actually saving a little icon that for all practical purposes looks and feels like an app. If you do that and then you can create a very phone-friendly experience behind it, you've essentially created, a, again, a very app-like experience without the the process of downloading. Now, there are advantages to um, what are called native apps on phones, and there are capabilities that you don't necessarily have uh, when you link to a, a website. But when you think about some of the basic communication that you might want to deliver, uh, you mentioned videos. Uh, being able to you know, essentially with one click access a uh, you know, a 30-second or maybe a one-minute video that is educational in concept, you can do that via a web link, and you can make it readily available. Now, again, you know, simple talking heads are never the most engaging, but there's, there's a lot of organizations out there today that are creating, you know, high-impact, visual, animated, very short videos, only a lot of those in the HR and benefits space, and those are the kinds of tools that they're out there, but through a text notification process, you can send uh, those videos right into someone's inbox, essentially. So as an employer, you can create, let's call it a microsite, a, a, a tiny website, very, very much like an app, and make it easy for people to get onto their phone without necessarily hoping that they're going to go into the iTunes store and download it and a uh, little bit of extra complication there. And then um, inside that uh, web-based, uh, app-like website, you can provide uh, a digital brochure or an interactive guide or videos, uh, maybe a, a wallet card with key reference phone numbers or email addresses or uh, websites that, that they might need to access, for example, employee benefits or any other topic like that. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, through, again, responsive design, uh, you can create very thumb-friendly uh, animated moves so that you can easily access uh, you know the top four or five key messages or or pieces of uh, of content. 
uh, you know, without actually having that that web device. You know, one, another point that is probably worth raising here is that um, you're essentially creating a, an open access um, website uh, in many cases, and I've found that some organizations are are still concerned about security and confidentiality of data. It is certainly possible, and many organizations do this, to still create the appropriate authentication or login for that content. But if you look at uh, how uh, consumers are using their phones, much of that content and much of that information is readily accessible without any kind of login. Uh, and so I think there's, a, there's an opportunity to really look at uh, how much information really has to be locked down and how much of it can you make much more seamlessly accessible just by you know one or two clicks. And a lot of that, frankly, is not all that confidential and you can make it a lot more user-friendly if you put it out there. Yeah, especially in the new 21st century world of transparency, you really have to think twice, uh, I think, about how difficult to make it for people to get information that much of it they're going to be able to get anyway and gets shared anyway. That's right. <laughs> Joe, let's talk about getting employees to opt in. What are some examples of communication tactics to include in an opt-in campaign? Well, I think first and foremost, you need to provide a reason and give some kind of value. Um, you know, employees are consumers first. And if you think about uh, what typical consumer behavior is, uh, you're much more likely to respond if there's something of value or some kind of incentive. In fact, that's why you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of text marketers and uh, retailers you know, providing some kind of literal incentive. Uh, local restaurants, you know, uh, text the word free to 1234 and receive a free appetizer mm. next time you're in the neighborhood, that kind of thing. Um, so how do you translate that to, um, you know, to workforce communication? You know, I was working with one client where we offered a, um, an iPad, a raffle, okay? Be, you know, uh, have your name entered in a raffle and we're going to give away, uh, you know, a new, uh, a new iPad. Um, uh, you know, a couple of wellness initiatives uh, uh, with clients where it was specific to, you know, wellness uh, communication, uh, they offered an extra contribution to uh, a health savings account as an example. So uh, I think it's important to have um, an incentive that is uh, relevant to the communication channel. But uh, I guess I would encourage um, uh, in organizations not to shy away from thinking like a marketer. I think increasingly today we're seeing that as a mantra, which is to, you know, um, communicate like a marketer. And, you know, what that really means is think about what motivates people, uh, be simple, have impact, some of those principles. And I think this, that fits in with incentives. So I think that certainly is a, an important uh, aspect. And again, I think I mentioned this earlier, because it, it is permission-based. You have a qualified audience, so I think that's a great luxury that we often don't have uh, or haven't had in the past where people are really asking to receive this kind of information. One quick question uh, I think that comes up a lot is, do I need to have my own IT staff involved to make this happen? Well, I'm a firm believer in having uh, open communication with whatever IT resources are um, available within an organization because they're important stakeholders no matter what. The bottom line on uh, mobile communication is that uh, it is not necessarily dependent on any kind of technology infrastructure. Uh, 
that that might exist within an organization. Now, having said that, there may be security issues or confidentiality concerns that need to be worked through. Um, but you know, text messaging and access to these kinds of applications typically does not require technical expertise within an organization. So there are third-party services out there that employers can use to have those uh, phone numbers gathered, that they can use to then um, bulk send SMS messages, and the employer can still own the data. In other words, you're not tied permanently to that vendor. If you decide to uh, leave them, you can download all the cell phone numbers and, and take those with you. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, just as uh, um, you know, cell phone communication is managed and delivered via you know, the, the vendors we all know and love, whether it be AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, what have you, uh, there are a whole selection of text marketing vendors who actually provide that intermediary service and can you know, assist any organization with setting up the, uh, the mechanism for delivering those mass messages to, the, to their audience. Let's talk about the latest global mobile report published by Comscore. First of all, is mobile engagement only important for younger employees? I mean, we tend to think of cell phones going hand in hand with millennials, but is it a consideration for all generations in the workforce? Well, that's a great question, and I think we we have this uh, tendency to think, well, it's still a uh, you know a younger workforce issue, but. Um, you know, younger employees, and by that I would say employees who are millennials, you know, under 30s, uh, you know, they may tend to use their phones more often and maybe for different reasons. Um, but mobile users of all ages are increasingly uh, using their phones, you know, for other than conversation, and they're using their phones to, uh, to, to help them in their daily lives. Uh, to make things simpler and to access information and so forth. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a wide open field. And, um, and again, if the, I think the, the research bears that out in terms of the demographics. So all generations are using mobile, uh, even on smart, all, and, and more and more using smartphones. And yet they're all, all those demographic segments are increasing their usage too. It's already the majority of the workforce, but it continues to get higher every year. Yeah, th- th- that's, uh, that's for sure uh, the case. Um, you know, the Comscore has uh, done an interesting uh, study. You know, they, they track um, how, what devices people are using. Again, this is a market research, uh, you know, organization. And, you know, the, the interesting point when you look at some of the, the larger markets, U.S., Canada, U.K., for example, more than half of the time that people spend on digital media is now spent on smartphones. So whereas in the past you might have uh, primarily used a, uh, you know, gone to a website on a desktop computer as an example, uh, when you look at the overall usage across, you know, desktop or laptop computers, phones, and so forth, the, the majority of content is now consumed via phones. Um, you know, another interesting point is that there are certain kinds of media that are very quickly shifting to being sort of mobile as primary. So when you think about, you know, maps uh, and checking the weather and photos and, and social, you know, the, the, the extent to which, uh, you know, any kind of uh, access to Facebook, LinkedIn, or whatever your, you know, preferred social app, Instagram, those are all tending to be uh, mobile dominant 
Um, so there's certainly whole areas that are just primarily mobile. I think one other point uh, in that study is, uh, is that um, desktop computers and desktop usage is, is not going away. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> we, we tend to, you know, maybe forget that uh, there are other media and, and this whole conversation is really not about let's forget the other stuff. Um, but more importantly, to recognize that, um, you know, mobile communication really should be part of your media mix. Uh, it can't be ignored, nor should it be uh, when, when you look at the, the usage in the stats. It's just, uh, it's just certainly that uh, it's no longer that uh, the case where the primary way to reach people is through a traditional website or through email, as an example. So there's still a, a place for other types of communication media, even paper, where there, there's a paper has its place. There's, a, there's still all of us um, types of communication that we would prefer to receive on paper or by email, or by live conversation. But mobile is growing, and for many people, it's already their preferred source of communication, or at least the way that they're most reliably going to pay attention to it. I I think that's right. I think that's right, Jesse. Um, And uh, it also helps us really think about versatility when we're delivering communications. I think, uh, you know, the whole concept of the cloud today, you know, uh, is that you, you can get to your information no matter what device you're using, no matter where you are. So, uh, again, when you look across, you know, we used to think about multimedia and we still do today. But I think one of the, you know, one of the terms that you're seeing today is um, omni-channel, like all-channel communication so that when I'm sending a message to someone, uh, they don't necessarily have to be restricted to one particular channel. They can get that message and receive it and interact with it, you know, regardless of where they are and what they have in their hand. <laughs> and there's the value of repetition. There's a, a lot of data showing that people need to hear something at least three times for them to believe it or take action on it. And not that you want to spam people saying the same thing again and again, but when you take a more of an omni-channel approach, you give people an opportunity to hear or be reminded about important messages. Well said. Joe Loya, this has been a fascinating conversation about mobile engagement for Workforce Communications. Thanks for joining us today on Engaging Leader. Great to be here, Jesse. Thanks for having me. All right, Engagers. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, to see an example of mobile communication in action, text the word ENGAGE to 31996. And if you'd like to work with Joe Loya, me and our other colleagues at Aspendale Communications to implement mobile engagement and other workforce communication strategies, just get in touch with us. You can reply to the text message you'll receive, or you can email me at jesse at engagingleader.com if you want to go old school, <laughs> or you can connect with us on Twitter, where I am at Jesse Leahy and Joe is at Joe Loya Jr. We'll put that contact information on our show notes, where we'll also provide links to the Global Mobile Report, as well as the book, The Mobile Mind Shift, Engineer Your Business to Win in the Mobile Moment, which Joe talked about earlier. You can find our show notes for this episode on our website at engagingleader.com forward slash 118 as in episode 118. Until next time, remember, in the 21st century, the real movers and shakers aren't just leaders, they're engagers. This is a production of Aspendale Communications, a consulting firm where my colleagues and I partner with mid-size and large employers to attract top talent, engage employees, and deliver superior business results. 
Find out more at AspendaleCommunications.com. Our thanks to Joe Sherwood, our producer, Tom Hitchcock, our programming director, James Marler, our sound engineer, Cliff Ravenscraft, our podcasting advisor, Dustin Hartzler, our website engineer, J.J. Leahy, our video and web intern, Rick Terrence, our announcer, and Max Brody, who composed our theme music. Until next time, remember, you are always communicating and leading. Let's make the most of each opportunity to engage the people we care about. 